Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast, Without a Sound. Without a Sound. Welcome to my podcast without a sound. My name is Nancy. If you're new here, um, please uh, like and subscribe if you like what you hear. Um, you can message me at my handle on Instagram is without a sound pod, P-O-D at the end. Um, I'd be happy to hear your thoughts. Also, before we get started, I just wanted to talk about a book that I mentioned, I think, in two uh, episodes ago. Uh, when I talked about Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa, and I started reading, I Heard You Paint Houses by Charles Brandt. And I gotta say, it's a very interesting read. So if you guys are out there wanting to know more about Jimmy Hoffa, uh, it's a good uh, place to start. Also, it's uh, the movie The Irishman. I'm not sure if you guys have heard it, but it's the movie. That movie is based on this book. So a very interesting read so far <laughs> barely in chapter one so uh maybe i'll keep you updated on what what happens all right so today's um podcast today's theme i guess today's disappearance i will be discussing today is called the bennington triangle this triangle is not like the bermuda triangle but it's been compared to it and that's where they got the name based on the bermuda triangles um you know, the legends and theories that are behind the Bermuda Triangle kind of are similar to what people think is going on here in the Bennington Triangle. You'll see. Um, so let's start with uh, what happened there. So I got my information from an article that just doesn't have a name on it. It just says, by all that's interesting. It was published May 30th, 2018 and also from Wikipedia. Okay, so if you've heard of the Bermuda Triangle, then this is a bit similar. It's called the Bennington Triangle, and it's located in Vermont. Um, Some suspect that a serial killer may have gone hunting in this area. Um, Others point to paranormal stuff like UFOs, but nobody has been able to fully explain the mysterious disappearances from the Bennington Triangle. So today I'll just be discussing briefly Um, Each of the disappearances that happened through like a span of about five to seven years. I kind of didn't. I didn't didn't see. I know they started in 1945. So we'll see when they end. Um, But the next episode I'm going to do. Well, you'll see. Anyways. Okay. So it all started in 1945. Um, At this point, um... I'm assuming it was like a lot of land surrounding this area. It wasn't much of a, a hiking area as it is now. But this is when Mitty Rivers, who was a 74-year-old local hunting guide, disappeared. Um, assuming the area was used for hunting at that time. Um, and then we come to another... I think this is what placed Bennington Triangle on the map. The disappearance of Paula Weldon, which happened in 1946 when she was just 18 years old. She went missing, and I won't talk too much about it um, because this is the one that I'm going to do next week. Okay, so so first, 1945, was Mitty Rivers, local hunting guy, disappears. Then exactly a year later, Paula Weldon. 
So that's two. Three years after that, in 1949, a 60-year-old man named James E. Tedford boarded a bus to Bennington and after, you know, after visiting relatives in St. Albans, Vermont. Um, this one is the one that is one of the strange ones because he literally implausibly vanished into thin air while inside a moving vehicle. So several people had seen him riding the bus. He was at the back of the bus. People had seen him. Um, later on, these passengers noted that uh, Tedford's luggage and an open bus timetable remained on his seat. So the witnesses, if the witnesses are correct, then Tedford would have disappeared from his seat as the bus was traveling down Route 7 through the Bennington Triangle. So this one is why also it's probably on the map as far as uh, strange things occurring in this area which is uh, obviously that's why it's dubbed the triangle because it's unexplained disappearances during a time when you know um in a moving vehicle you wouldn't think someone would disappear but um there are so many disappearances i feel like you can't even explain them like the one I did on Malaysia Air Flight 370, the, like how does a whole airplane full of people with luggage completely disappear without a trace? And this is, <laughs> this is what I find interesting. Like how do you disappear without a trace? There's nothing. No and I don't know if it's due to the fact that it was, you know, 1949 and everything was kind of, um, you know, it wasn't the technology that we have today to get fingerprints, get DNA, and all that stuff. So, so a year later, in mid-October of 1958-year-old Paul Jepson went missing. And he was last seen playing nearby the family truck. And his mother had apparently been around, but she had just uh, left him for a little bit to go tend to pigs at the dump where she and her husband were caretakers. And when she came back, he had vanished without a trace. One of the theories as to what happened is that he met an early demise at the hands of his parents and had, and he himself uh, was dinner for pigs. I don't know. Maybe we're talking about 1950s. I don't really know. Or... Also, he was abducted by a passing motorist, and I don't know how close he was to a highway, uh, but that's also a possibility. And then also, the boy's father conveniently, um, according to Albany Times Union, said that the lure, and this is I'm quoting, the lure of the mountains pulled his son in. Um, and then he says that apparently little Jepson uh, had talked of nothing else for days prior to his disappearance. And this could be a coincidence, but I mean, how likely is an eight-year-old, how old was he, an eight-year-old boy to talk about this mountain as if it was calling him? I don't know. Could be possible, perhaps. 
Okay, so about two weeks later, um, 53-year-old Frida Langer, an experienced hiker and survivalist familiar with the area, went missing on the Somerset area of the Long Trail bordering East Glastonbury. And this area, Glastonbury, was considered, um, was once a small logging community. And, of course, there's uh, stories, creepy stories about it, but it's a ghost town that exists there. So after hiking a brief half mile with her cousin Her Herbert Eisner, Langer fell into a stream and and she set back to camp to change her clothes. Where uh, her husband was there uh, with a hurt knee, but no one ever saw her again. Not her husband. Not her cousin. Um, those that helped to you know search for Langer never found anything. The Coast Guard and U.S. Army in Massachusetts, as well as aircraft from Citizens and the Vermont Aeronautics Commission, all helped search for Langer, as well as 400 volunteers, including the Massachusetts National Guard, scoured the place, and nothing was ever found. Not until later, six months after she had gone missing, Langer's corpse was found near the Somerset Reservoir, but um, this actually was a an open area that had been searched numerous times in the previous months, but nothing had been found. So um, people found it strange that six months later, her body turned up precisely where, you know, several months ago had gone by and nothing had um, ever been found. Unfortunately, once she was found, her body was so decayed um, that it wasn't possible to determine a cause of death at that time. This actually became the only known disappearance of the Bennington Triangle where a body was actually recovered. Um, much like the Bermuda Triangle, there are theories as to what may have happened in some of these cases. Okay, so here we're going to go into the theories of what some suppose may or may not have happened. So there are three major theories that um, show up when you research the Bennington Triangle. One is that people think UFOs or Bigfoot are involved, um, while others believe that this might have been the work of serial killer or killers. I wouldn't think it was just one person being involved because it was a span of, um, you know, from 1945 to the last one, was Langer, who was uh, 1950. So that's five years of someone being out there, and then it stops. I don't know about a serial killer being involved. Maybe, maybe like individual killers. Um, anyways, um, others yet believe that they're um. That they met their demise at the claws of an indigenous mountain cat, such as a lynx, a bobcat, or a catamount. I had to look up this catamount creature. Um, apparently, there hasn't been a credible sighting since 1940, and it has actually been declared uh, extinct. Um, as far as a bobcat or a lynx being involved, it says that they have not been known to be aggressive to humans, so they kind of ruled those out. But a catamount, anyways, it's like an east east coast puma, basically. It looks 
a lot like a like a mountain lion actually um okay but it's extinct so they kind of ruled that cat out um when trying to tie the disappearances together in hopes of discovering a solution to what happened to any or all of these people there's basically very little to go on the similarities between all the disappearances are basically the time of day when most of these people were last seen which was between 3 p.m and 4 p.m and the time of year when most were last seen which was the final three months of the year so um other than that there wasn't anything as far as the location or anything found or the way they um disappeared or who were they with i mean it was just so random that's why i don't think it was a serial killer a specific serial killer although you know i could be wrong but um anyways that is the or those are the disappearances of the bennington triangle and that is today's story so please if you enjoy this podcast please remember to subscribe to my podcast or like it or both download it spread the word tell your friends um if anyone finds it interesting i'm also on instagram you can find me at without a sound pod um and you can message me there um let me know what you think all right well thanks for joining me Um, I will see you next week with another story. Bye. Without a sound.